What's happening, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast here on this Wednesday. I appreciate your download and your listen. This is the one and only Daily Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a little bit of a discussion today. It's something that Reds fans have been talking about for pretty much, you know, ever since this guy got here. And we're going to flesh it out today on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Also going to talk about some news and notes as well from spring training as it has ramped up out in Goodyear, Arizona. But before we get to that, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And also at the website, LockdownReds.com. We're starting to have some new content churned out by our writers. Get excited, folks. We'll have lots of coverage from lots of different angles for Lockdown Reds. So today, as I teased in the beginning, we're going to talk about a player. And he's a bit polarizing. Right? Not not himself, but the opinions that people have about him. And it's not to say that he's a love him or hate him kind of guy. Most people love him. In fact, I'm in the camp that I I enjoy watching him play. I like him. But I don't think the Reds need to commit to him. Who am I talking about? Some of you may have put the dots together. I'm talking about Scooter Jeanette. He had some comments yesterday. He came out and said that there haven't been, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, there haven't been any talks from the Reds front office to him and his people about a long-term deal. And he's confused by that. He feels as though his performance has warranted that. He wants to stay. He has said in the media, you know, multiple times before he wants to stay in Cincinnati long term this is his hometown team his favorite team growing up here in southwest Ohio so he wants to be a part of the team long term here's the thing though he is gonna want money in order to do that now that's goes without saying he's a major league baseball player but the money that he probably thinks he can get, or at least the money that his agent will be going after on his behalf, the Reds do not need to shell out for him. And let me explain. Scooter Jeanette has had a nice two-year stint with his favorite hometown team. He's hit 50 home runs, which ties the most home runs in a two-year stretch with Brandon Phillips for a red second baseman. And last year, up until the end, he was fighting for that batting title. You know, that was something that, although it was a lost season much earlier on than, you know, late September, Reds fans were still pulling and hoping that Scooter Jeanette could get this batting title. And then he ended up losing it to Christian Yelich, who was the eventual MVP of the National League. The thing is, though, I don't know that his best years are still ahead of him. In fact, the contract that the Reds have gotten him from, you know, they they got him off waivers from Milwaukee, a very well-known fact that 
really got him for nothing, and I think they may have gotten his best years out of this current contract. I mean, this year we're hoping that he produces at a very high level. That would be amazing for the lineup that is going to boast Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, Yasiel Puig, you know, Jesse Winker, Nick Sinzel. You add Scooter Jeanette in there, and it's just a crazy lineup. We're even talking about Jose Peraza. Tucker Barnhart's not bad in some cases. It's just a very stacked lineup. So we're hoping that he produces this year. But the Reds cannot get short-sighted and look at these last three seasons and expect Scooter Jeanette, who will be 30 next year, big 3-0, that his best years are still ahead of him. The, a lot of people are comparing, and, and maybe even Scooter. I mean, he didn't come out and say this part, but there's a lot of people that are comparing this situation with Eugenio Suarez. Maybe the Reds can get a multi-year deal done with Scooter like they did with Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez is younger. Quite frankly, he's more talented. And his his best years are still ahead of him. I firmly believe that. He had a great year last year. Last year was his breakout season, I think. He's got better years ahead of him. Scooter, I think, I mean, I don't want this to sound negative. It's going to sound negative, but I think his best years, I think we've seen that. You know, can can he still hit 270, 280? Sure. And that's fine. You know, that's great. Here's the thing. The guy coming up behind him, the guy that we're really hoping he sticks in center field this year, he's much better defensively and probably a gold glove talent at second base. That's Nick Senzel. He's got athletic ability out the wazoo. It's just streaming out of his ears. He's got so much of it. He's got defense. He's got offense. And he was a really good second baseman in AAA. In fact, some folks say he was, you know, a plus at both third and at short, second, not short, second. So really, if the Reds commit long-term, which long-term here, we're talking five, six years with Scooter Jeanette, then that's five, six years that Nick Senzel's going to have to find somewhere else to play. And his two best positions, you're you're essentially telling your best prospect, if you sign Scooter Jeanette to a five, six, seven-year deal, you're telling your best prospect, hey, you know those two positions you're really good at? Yeah, they're, they're full. Not, not next year, not the year after that, but the next five years. What, I mean, what, what would the Reds be doing if that was the case? They've got a better player, and for all intents and purposes, he's going to be cheaper than Scooter Jeanette, at least over the next, you know, three to four years. So why shell out the money for Scooter? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if that is just kind of eating at you. It's a little contentious. It's probably the most contentious thought that I've had on this podcast so far. Don't worry, I've got more. But those will come out later. D- just today, that's what I was thinking. That's what I heard. Whenever Scooter was talking, you know, I, I applaud what he's done the last couple of years. But I don't think the Reds should look at that and make their basis for a five, six, seven-year deal and tell Nick Senzel to wait his turn. I, I, I just think that would be a bad decision 
on the part of the Cincinnati Reds. So with that bomb dropped, we're going to take a quick break here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast on this Wednesday. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, check out LockedOnReds.com. We've got content going up. We have the first article written by Clay Snowden as he looks at some non-roster invitees and some guys who may be even making some noise for the Reds in 2019. So go check that out. Got a couple other guys that have joined on to do some writing for me. If you are interested in writing for Lockdown Reds, you need only hit me up on Twitter and we'll talk about it a little bit. I'd love to have you writing with us talking about our favorite team. And speaking of our favorite team, one of the biggest notes of yesterday that happened, I saw it came out, that David Bell said that Sonny Gray would start Saturday the spring training opener. Yeah, no. He hasn't named an opening day starter yet, so we can keep discussing that throughout the spring. He's not shutting off that stream of idea and discussion. But Sonny Gray will be the first starter out of the gate on Saturday, so I will be definitely watching that one as the Reds take on the Indians. And with that, you know, it kind of gets me thinking about the opening day starter, and I love that according to everything that I've been reading, that Tucker Barnhart and Sonny Gray have built up quite a rapport you know, Tucker has said that he really enjoys catching Sonny Gray. He thinks he's got a lot of talent, and he sees him being a very strong pitcher for them in years to come. He's, I really think that they're going to get a lot out of that deal where they signed the extension and all of that good stuff. You know, a lot of people said that it was one of those deals that maybe it's not as good as what the Reds did with the Dodgers. But who knows, maybe in a couple of years we'll look back at this offseason and say that was the best move that they made. Who knows there. But then also you've got our friend, your friend and mine, Yasiel Puig, just constantly a huge attention getter at spring training. He loves wearing red. He's really excited for the season, really excited to watch him play. And as yesterday was photo day, as the Cincinnati Reds Twitter account would say, that's their favorite day of spring training. But he had some of the best photos. If you go and you check out the Reds Twitter account and all that stuff, you can see some of the photos. Yasio Puig was in there holding a championship belt. Like he was a championship wrestler. I'm telling you what, he's going to be extremely entertaining and fun to watch. Just go look at some of the pictures of him as a Dodger. I mean, the different antics that he did. You know, some some folks some folks have a little bit of caution. Thinking about Yasiel Puig coming over, they're like, ooh, he's he's been known to be lazy. But I, I, I just, at least not this season, I don't see that being a huge issue. I see him being a fun guy to watch and a dude that's going to make you want to be at the ballpark each and every day, whenever they have a home game. Also looking at the pitching plans for these first couple of spring training games, Sonny Gray is supposed to start the game on Saturday. He is slated to pitch one inning. Following him will be Tanner Rourke, 
who will pitch for another inning. So you're going to get to see two of the Reds acquisitions back-to-back on the same day. Sunday's game will be started by Sal Romano. And Monday's game will be started by Alex Wood. These guys probably figure to pitch just one inning, maybe two at most. But an interesting update that Mark Sheldon had on MLB.com is that some pitchers, even if they're not in the running to be in the starting rotation, are going to get a starter's workload when it comes to innings and spring training games. Sal Romano's one of them. You know, he's he's probably on the fringe of the rotation. Definitely a guy that's being considered. Also, Tyler Malley, a guy that's being considered. Cody Reed, Michael Lorenzen, also on that list. A couple of guys that, you know, one dude you may have forgotten about, Brandon Finnegan. He is expected to get some good amount of innings here in spring training. And then also Robert Stevenson, which haven't talked a whole lot about him. I mean, he had shoulder inflammation a couple of days ago, it was reported. And that just, it, you know, for lack of a better thing, it, it almost seems like a harbinger of the end times for the Cincinnati Reds career of Robert Stevenson. Who knows? Maybe he bounces back and impresses, but he's out of options. If he gets sent down, he's got to be put on waivers, and he's most likely going to get claimed by a team who thinks they can turn him around. So he's going to get an opportunity to showcase his stuff here in spring training, but I'd say he's a really long shot to make the roster, even in the bullpen or, you know, the rotation or anything like that. But about stretching those guys out, David Bell said, you know, it's to give them the innings that they need and build them up to a point where they can slide into any role depending on how the rotation shakes out. There's the obvious guys that are on track to be starters, but the group that we've talked about is going to be built up to probably three or four innings to go either way. So when it comes to the fringe guys, you know, I kind of talked about a few of those last week. We're going to get to see right off the bat the stuff that they've got and if they can stick on the roster. And I'm excited about that. That's what spring training is about. You know, it's it's nice to see your favorite players. It's nice to see the, you know, the big names get out there, see Joey Votto get out there and swing the sticks a little bit. But we all know Joey Votto's history in spring training. He's a slow starter. And he doesn't typically show out in the spring training games. And, you know, why should he? They don't matter in the big picture of things. He's going to be their starting first baseman. We know it. He's at least going to start out as the number three hitter in the lineup. Maybe he gets moved to number two. That's a topic for another episode. But the the point is we're looking at the fringe guys. We're looking at the Cody Reeds and the Sal Romanos and the Robert Stevensons, the guys that we're not sure where they fit in on the team. They're going to get an opportunity to showcase what they can do right off the bat. That's right. We're talking about spring training games. We're talking about the plans for the pitchers. It's almost here, Reds fans. Almost here. I believe the Saturday game will be on the radio, and then the Sunday game will be televised as well as on the radio. So make sure you're looking into that. Get ready for Reds baseball tomorrow on the podcast. We've got a throwback Thursday for you. Looking forward to that. And then also some more updates each and every day coming from Goodyear. I appreciate you downloading and listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check us out on social media at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And like I said, 
get on over to the website at LockedOnReds.com where Clay Snowden's first article is up there, and we'll have some more articles coming from our new writers very, very soon. This is the Lockdown Reds Podcast, and we will talk to you tomorrow.